I was going to say his work changed my life, but that's not right. I don't think a teenager has much of a life to change. I just turned 18 last month. I guess what I mean is his work changed my heart. Stephen King, Finders Keepers. Hey, Justin. Hey, Kayla. How's it going? I'm doing fine. Are you happy to be back with your good old friend Bill Hodges this uh, episode? I'm stoked to be back in the Hodges trilogy for uh, for two episodes in a row. I know. I'm, I'm excited about it. It's fun because I've, I've read this series already, and it's fun to hear your perspective as a first-time reader. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely enjoyed this one, so I'm excited to talk about it. Awesome. Um, well, yeah, we're on book two of the Bill Hodges trilogy. So we are back with uh, Bill, Jerome, and Holly, who've now formed uh, their own private investigation company called Finders Keepers. Uh, and Holly is using her kind of tech savant skills to be the real techie in here <laughs> in their business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Quite, quite a bit of growth in that character since, uh, since Mr. Mercedes. Yeah, lots of lots of confidence. It's been interesting. And the more I read about the Bill Hodges trilogy, the more um, people's opinions about Holly come out. And it's interesting because I feel like she's a very divisive character. And I think it it just kind of continues throughout the trilogy. So I'm interested to see her growth as the trilogy goes by and, and to hear from people, too, and see what they think about Holly. She's she's been interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but I don't know. I I find her a kind of a much more, um, I don't know, believable or approachable or something character um, in this one as compared to in Mister Mercedes. You know, she she seems more like someone who who's actually lived in the world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's she's certainly grown in confidence, and I think that. Uh, Bill has a lot to do with it too. I think we talked about last time how she finally found somebody who actually respects her um, and now she feels useful and independent. So um, she just continues to grow, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, But uh, well, before we get too much further in, do do you want to give the quick plot rundown? Sure. Um, So we actually start off with, the murder of a kind of reclusive writer named John Rothstein. Um, He is robbed and murdered by kind of a group of guys, but one of the main guys who we follow throughout the story is named Morris Bellamy. And he's a big fan of John Rothstein's, but he doesn't really like how the famous uh, trilogy ends. Um, And so Morris Bellamy not only robs him, but steals his notebooks that include Uh, book four and five um, of the series and the books are unpublished and before Morris can read them he has to bury the stolen money and notebooks behind his childhood home and he gets arrested and goes to jail Um, kind of fast forwarding a little bit we meet Peter uh, Sobers who lives in Morris's old childhood home Um, Peter finds the money and he disperses the money to his dad who was disabled in the Mr. Mercedes tech Uh, attack and he reads the notebooks and gets really into these stories Um, but Peter's trying to help his family financially so he tries to sell the notebooks and Morris Bellamy who's been recently released from prison 
um, tries to get those notebooks back. Um, and so then we have finders keepers inserting themselves uh, to the situation here to help Peter and to try to solve uh, the Rothstein murder. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, all of this happens. I mean, like you said, there's, there's the initial stuff that happens in the seventies with the mm-hmm. Rothstein murder, but then, then the main storyline, you know, everything with Peter uh, and, and the, older version of Morris, all of that happens, you know, really fast. We're talking about what, maybe a week uh, yeah. total. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I kept thinking like, is this just going by really fast or is it me? But no, it, it goes by very, very quickly. Yeah, no, a lot it's, happening. A, it's a super fast paced book. Um, you know, it's, yeah. Mo- most of that time is really devoted to just a few days. Yeah. It is a very uh, <laughs> fast paced story. And it does, I feel like, King really seamlessly ties together the past and the present, of course, and we've seen him do it so, so, so many times. Um, and he's doing that within this book, too. We're getting a look back at uh, Bellamy's life and um, his interactions with the book and um, the Rothstein murders. And it's it, it gets... It gets really book nerdy, <laughs> which I really liked a lot. Yeah, um, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... um. It, John Rothstein is kind of a combo of John Updike who wrote like the rabbit run series. It's kind of what this uh, series that people really love uh, is based off of. And he's also like a JD Salinger type. Cause he's reclusive and kind of quits. Exactly. Writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's those two with maybe like a dash of Philip Roth thrown yes. in, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, yeah, there's definitely, definitely parallels in there. And, you know, and it's interesting, I guess every, you know, every once in a while, um, King gets the, you know, the um, obsessive fan idea in his head and has to has to eat it out somehow. So I, I guess this is really like the third time we've seen it. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Misery is the most famous one. And then there was definitely an element of this in uh, Lisey's story. And mm-hmm. uh, now we get it again here, but uh, in a, you know, kind of different way because um the uh the author dies right away this time yeah it's very very interesting how he sets up this whole kind of relationship between the writer and the reader because you don't really have that with morris and john because john is murdered of course um but you do have the kind of obsession that you get from reading a certain series that really connects with you um so you have Morrissey, Morris, who's, I keep calling him Morrissey, uh, Morris, who's really obsessed with the story and very angry that the story didn't end the way that he wanted it to. But then you have Peter, who is obsessed in a different way, where it's a very, um, it's a much more loving sort of look at uh, uh, Rothstein's stories. And so you get these two kind of different perspectives from a, a fan point of view, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we we get that, and we also get um, we again see uh, it. It appears that uh, that old Stephen is not a lover of you know high end um, bookstores or uh, <laughs> you know rare rare editions bookstores because in both this and the Dark Tower series, um, those were generally not portrayed favorably. Yes, you get a very uh, slimy. Uh 
not very likable antiques book dealer <laughs> in this story. Um, it makes it very clear that pretty much everybody who interacts with him does not like him, and very clear that King doesn't really like him either. Yeah. Um, so what did you... Here's... And I I really like this book. Here's, I think, the kind of craziest part of it, and to me it was impressive, but I could see that it might also put some people off, you know, so this is part of the Hodges trilogy, but really we are like, we're like 200 pages or half this book before we really hook up with uh, Bill or Holly or any of that crew that we knew from the first book. You know, the first, uh, mm. the first half of this book is really just setting everything up with Peter and uh, Morris. Uh, so what, what did you think of that? Did, did you want, did you want more Bill earlier or, <laughs> or did you like the, the long driveway? I, I liked the long driveway. Um, I feel like it was the story itself within uh, the Morris uh, Rothstein murders and Peter finding the books. And, and we really get a lot into Peter's family and the kind of trauma that they faced after this Mr. Mercedes ax, uh, murders. And I really was drawn into that. Big time. I didn't really miss the Finders Keepers gang very much. And then they showed up and I was like, oh, that's that's nice. Here they are. But I, I didn't really feel like I needed them earlier. What yeah, did you no, think? No, I agree. I agree. I, I really liked I really liked all of the build up with uh with with Peter and Morris. And I, I, I really like the Morris character. I think it's one of the I think it's one of the better uh, villains that, that King has written. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's just, uh, he's such a weasel and he'll do anything to survive. <laughs> and you know, he has this single-minded focus. And he also, you know, refuses to accept any responsibility for for any of the, you know, things he's created for himself. It's always someone else's fault. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just found him a totally um, kind of, compelling villain um and you know a a little bit over the top but not in the same way that some of the uh i guess less believable antagonists uh that we've seen during the year of king have been Uh, i found him uh you know totally insane but also pretty believable yeah i think what really drew me to him was his interest in passion or such intense like dark passion about Rothstein's writing that really drew me in and gave him another depth to just being evil for for evil's sake like it's a very weird twisted motive but it's it's really interesting to me it makes me think of um you know we see these people who've killed celebrity you know we see the guy who killed John Lennon or other people who have been really obsessed with this one particular piece of art or artist and they've done such awful things and I feel like that kind of story really fascinates us um that kind of level of weird obsession so yeah you're right the, uh, I think he's a little bit more interesting than most others right yeah yeah it's kind of the the psychopath stalker uh thing mm-hmm yeah, in a in a very interesting way. Um, and I, I do think the finder's keepers aspect of it was, mm, in my opinion, it was good to see the characters again. And I really like how they're developing the re- relationship. But I felt like their involvement with this was 
probably the weakest point for me. Um, it's I've, yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty peripheral, right? It's kind of yes. like I mean, you know, there there's an explanation for how how it develops, and it involves Peter's sister knowing Jerome's sister, mm-hmm. and kind of develops from there. But but you're right, and it I think that that to me is also kind of the one the one downside of this book that I saw is it feels like it feels like in this book, everything comes a little bit too easy to them. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, in, you know, in Mr. Mercedes, they kind of stumbled around for so long um, before, before finding the, you know, before finding Brady um, and some, sometimes with fatal consequences, but in this one, you know, they basically always make uh, the right decision. Mm-hmm. And two, um, the the risks in um, Mr. Mercedes are so much higher. Um, not that Paul's life is, or um, yeah, not that Peter's life is particularly um, like not worthy or anything like that. But it's not like <laughs> Brady's going into an arena to kill like thousands of mothers and children. <laughs> you know, it just it's the same like level of intensity just is missing from this one um yeah yeah it's which, definitely kind of yeah. a more i guess a, yeah a more a more intimate or limited um perspective uh, you know mm-hmm. scope um overall yeah but yeah exa- exactly like you were saying it, it is uh kind of less of a grand threat sure and i can see where that would be interesting you know we're they're, they're in a business, right? Like most of the things they're going to be handling are not <laughs> bombing an arena sort of level uh, events, but, you know, we're kind of getting them to kind of getting to see what they're going to be working on, on a more like daily, weekly, monthly basis. Um, yeah. But it does, it does, you know, we've kind of built up to this, like Brady is the big baddie and all of these horrible, like, huge tragic events are happening and we see that going on in Peter's family. And then all of a sudden we're like, Oh, it's this, this guy. Okay. Well, he, and he's not like super duper, like tech geek evil. (laughs) He's just like basically evil. Um, Yeah. It just has a different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely does. I don't, yeah, I kind of, I'm okay with it. Um, You know, that's not really, to me, that's not Stephen King's thing is to have this mm-hmm. whole series where every, every, uh, you know, every um, antagonist has grand designs to to destroy a city, an entire city, or take down, you know, a significant part of the infrastructure or something. That's to me, that's more of like a Tom Clancy or Robert Ludlum <laughs> type thing. So I, sure. I'm all right with. I'm all right with uh, Stephen dialing it back a little bit on this one in terms of the uh, the the overall scope of the story. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, let's see. Oh, <laughs> I also really liked um, going back to Rothstein real quick. His uh, main character in his famous books has the saying that comes up: "Shit don't mean shit." <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> Okay. Um, and, I, and I like how it keeps like coming throughout the book where Peter is saying it to himself when, when things are going wrong. And I just, I thought that was really clever. Yeah. And apparently it's, uh, that's, that's sold on t-shirts throughout college bookstores, which, um, 
I don't know, makes whatever college bookstores uh, these characters do is, is much different, much more different than my college bookstore. <laughs> well, I went to a Christian college, so we definitely didn't have the word shit on our t-shirts or anything like that. But <laughs> it's, it is very weird. It's like, um, okay, I, I don't really see that saying really taking on like a huge, becoming a huge cultural uh, moment, but whatever times were different in the 70s i guess <laughs> right yeah 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 you're right yeah it is um yeah you do get the you do get the updike sense of the of the rabbit character um mm-hmm. through through uh the it's, it, is it jimmy gold I, yes yeah jimmy yeah, gold that uh that's rothstein's main character but uh <laughs> i i also thought it was funny that um pretty much everyone even morris and um morris and peter universally acknowledge that rothstein's poetry is really bad yes <laughs> i love that i love it it was such a great touch sting yeah, king is such a true like book nerd and it's just it's so much fun to read his work when he puts in those little quirks like that things that he knows and things that he enjoys and little criticisms he's just really fun yeah that's fun i did um i i will say i also really enjoyed i enjoyed the little segments about um morris's time in prison like explaining Mm. how how he kind of learned to survive and not get raped every day in prison uh Mm -hmm. i I, you know i really thought that added to just the overall arc of his character and being such a little rodent and doing whatever (laughs) whatever he needed to survive Mm -hmm. and yeah i think that gives a good opportunity for us to see the same thing with brady before um you kind of see a little bit of his motivations and how he gets by in the way that he thinks and you know we kind of because we can see all of these different things that he's doing and he's working in the library and he's writing letters and he's helping other prisoners. You kind of get a little bit more empathy with him than uh, even Brady perhaps, or a lot of other of King's villains. Um, So yeah, that was, that was really good insight on his character. Um, What did you think of the kind of little interludes where, uh, where Hodges goes to visit Brady, uh, at the at the you know brain injury ward that he's on hmm i thought that was really interesting because it sets us up really well for the ending of this book which we can get to in a second and then book three um they did feel a little shoehorned in especially this time around since i was reading for the second time and i know what's going to happen in book three and i was like okay yeah all right all right all right um i did think it was really interesting though and i also (laughs) kind of had this this flashback to like older movies and things where there's always that one guy who got away and didn't get the justice he deserved and that you know the old cop can't shake it off and I think it was just kind of a a good throwback to the kind of stuff and stories that King likes what about you yeah you're right I mean they are they are obvious uh kind of set up for book three um and I agree. They, they felt to me, they felt very shoehorned in. They didn't really, you know, they, they don't contribute anything to the overall plot momentum of this story, you know, with Morris and Peter, there's, there's no real connection. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I think ultimately 
like I said, after finishing book three, I was fine with these little interludes in book two because um, the, you know, books two and three came out basically back to back. And mm-hmm. and so so it all kind of made sense from a narrative arc to me. Um, you know, if those had been separated by a few, if the books two and three had been separated by a few years, I would have found the the Brady interludes in in this book in Finders Keeper uh Finders Keeper's really annoying because uh <laughs> mm-hmm. they they just they don't really um you know they don't they don't make sense at all with the rest of the plot but yeah but given you know I mean these books books two and three came out almost really almost exactly a year apart so and he didn't he didn't write anything um of any length in between them. So mm-hmm. uh, they're really kind of, you can view them as part of this narrative arc. Uh, so, so to me, they, they're okay from that perspective, but um, you know, if someone was, if someone was really spacing it out more and reading these, not as, um, not at, not at the pace that we are, I think they would be kind of confusing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Definitely. Um but yeah, if we, we should talk about this ending. So we we have these visits uh, between or where Hodges is going to visit Brady, which is <laughs> odd to me because I would think that, you know, it seems pretty clear that uh, Bill's got kind of a shady nurse on his side um, who's helping him and allowing him to do these kind of visits. Because normally I was like, that would absolutely not be allowed. Um, but <laughs> I... <sighs> The ending, we it is revealed and it becomes a cliffhanger that Brady has developed um, psychic powers and um, telekinetic powers as well. Um, so, what did you think about that? It's interesting, and uh, I don't. I I left I left the very end of this book a little bit skeptical because I felt like we were going to we were going to take a turn in book three that uh, that kind of departed from the hardcore reality uh, that, that we had seen in books one and two of the series. Mm-hmm. So I felt like things were turning in a different direction. And I was, you know, I obviously we read that we read book three right after this one. So it wasn't like I had was waiting in suspense, uh, <laughs> you know, I would have, uh, and, and this, but this book and Mr. Mercedes are so good that I would have read book three, no matter what, uh, mm-hmm. you know, even if it was about drunken elves somehow, but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I yeah, anyway. I was, I was a little, I was a little bit skeptical. Uh, we'll just say that. And we can, we can save the rest of that skepticism for, for our next recording. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Cause we, we definitely get a lot of answers and explanations in book three, which, uh, which will be really fun to talk to <laughs> talk about. Yeah, yeah, because it's uh, well, as this book kind of sets up, it's it, it's different. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good way to describe it. Um, anything else that you want to mention about Finders Keepers? Uh, no, nothing I can think of. Um, it's also, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a fun one. I enjoyed it. We can uh, we can we can break that down in crowns. I don't have you um. I I I don't think I asked you last time. Have you watched the the Mr. Mercedes TV series? No, I have not. Uh, have you seen it? No, I haven't. And I'm I, I was always unclear on 
what network it was really on and whether I got that network. Uh, yeah. It's know, always I, hard when it's on an unusual network. I'm like, what yeah, is this? I, I I'm th- not buying it. I think that. it was on something that was only available on direct TV maybe. And mm, mm-hmm. uh, so, no, I did not have access to it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious. And I was just reading that, uh, I guess, uh, season three uh, of that show it encompassed the, the finder's keepers plot. Oh yeah. 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 I, I saw that too. Um, that that's kind of interesting. Um, I'd, I'd like to check it out and give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, well, we can add it to the extensive list of visual adaptations of King's work. <laughs> yes. Uh, it would be really fun to check out all of the different adaptations and, and kind of rate them kind of the same way that we've been rating the books. So maybe that's something that we'll have to check out when we get done with the books, which is coming up. Yeah. Crazy soon. We're, we're getting there. Uh, it's wild. Well, uh, are you ready for crowns? I'm ready. You go ahead. All right. Um, again, I really like this book. Honestly, after finishing all three of them, I think this one is my favorite of the of the Mr. Mercedes oh, trilogy. Interesting. Um, you know, I do uh, you know, it's not perfect, like we said, the 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 Hodges the Hodges connection versus the Peter and Morris storyline. It's a little bit tenuous and there are the Brady parts that are shoehorned in there, but I, I really like just like the basic plot in this one with, uh, with Morris and Peter and the lost manuscripts. Um, I really dig that type of story. And uh, so I'm, I'm again going, I'm going four crowns, same as Mr. Mercedes, but um, if you made me choose which one of the three is my favorite, I think it's this one. Oh, oh, that's so interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, I've seen a lot of feedback. I always look at Goodreads reviews after I read them because I'm always really curious. And it seems like this one is either people's favorite or least favorite. Like there's not yeah. a whole lot of, well, yeah, it's my second choice. It's either like, I hate this book or I really like this book and it's my favorite one. So I think because it is so different from book one and book three that it really stands out in either a good way or a bad way for some people. Sure. Yeah, Uh, I would give this one, I don't like to do halves, but I do feel like a three to 3.5 crowns. Um, It's not my favorite. It is my least favorite of the three. Uh, I do agree with you that I really like the um, book storyline with uh, Peter and Morris and the Rothstein books. I just think that the Finders Keepers part is quite weak. Um, you mentioned before and had a good point that things come to them a little bit easier. And I really like the more flawed aspects of Bill's uh, research in book one. So I, I missed that a whole lot. And, and I, but I thought it was really entertaining. And um, I think when it leads into book three and you, when I looked back on it, it was like, oh, okay, I kind of get it, but I do want it to be able to stand alone too. So that's why I'm going to kind of give it a 3.5. Yeah, no, that that totally that totally makes sense. Um, well, and we can, I guess, next week we get to suss out where where book three, end of watch, fits into our uh, respective uh, series ratings. Yes, oh, I'm so excited! It's gonna it's gonna be uh, great to finish up the series and kind of look back on it a little bit. Yeah, it is. It's a fun series and. If nothing else, an interesting way to finish it. Yes. <laughs> it's just never boring. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot, Kayla. Yep. I will talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.
For more of our Stephen King adventures, please follow us on Instagram at The Year of King.